This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, uh, first of all, it's good to be back. I was away a few days in Israel. It was amazing. I uh, I prayed for everybody. We had a whole list, and every name we prayed for at the quarter the first night I was there. I will die. We have to get um, we have to get very serious about chizuk in Torah. Shavuot is coming, and this chizuk is always applicable, whether Shavuot or not Shavuot. And that is, we'll start with like this. Torah, you have to understand something. When you learn Torah, what happens? When you learn Torah, it says, Kol HaOsek, this is a Gemara, it says, on Masechatani Davzayin, Kol HaOsek Torah Lishma, Torato Naasol Lo Sam Hayim. If you learn Torah Lishma, your Torah becomes what? Becomes a potion of life. That means when you learn Torah, you're guaranteed long life. Right? How do we say it every single time for Adbit? Kihem hayenu this is our life and this is our longevity. That's what it says. And I have news for you. One time, the Havetz Hayim hit 80 years old. And at that time, he made a huge party. He made a big, big, big misibah, big, uh, uh, wild party. So they asked him, what's going on? He says, my, it's his 80th birthday. So what's the party all about? He says, Baruch Hashem, there's no, nobody could say anything. Baruch Hashem, I'm living a long life. And why, why am I living so long? And one of the reasons he said is why? Because he was learning Torah. He says, a person learns Torah, he has arichut yamim veshanim. He has long life. He has longevity. And this is what it's saying over here. However, if you look the next line, it says, Kol Torah, shalolishma, na mavet. It says, a person that learns Torah, if a person takes the Torah and he makes something negative, for example, let's say he learns something, and the only reason why he wants to learn it is to knock the rabbi out. About four years ago, I was at a place once, and I saw a fellow, and uh, they asked me, a certain place, give a class. What I didn't know is that their invite was, this guy invited everybody, and at the end of the class, there's a true story that happened, a fellow comes in, the last guy, and he says, oh, I missed the class, oh man. So this is exactly what he told me. He says, I was like, why do you feel so bad? You can hear the recording. That's what I said. I said, no, I know you feel bad. It wasn't live, but you can hear the recording still. He said, no, you're not understanding. I love it because when I come to classes, when I hear it, the once a week where I go, I want to knock the rabbi out in front of everybody. This is what he told me. He said, I want to knock the rabbi out. He has a whole class. Because why? He's a kofir. He said he doesn't believe. He said the reason why he learns is only to have knowledge, to knock out why he's saying wrong, why he's saying wrong, why he's saying wrong. And I'm looking like, what? What? 
You ever hear such kfirah in your life? And it says over here, it says, Kol ha'osik it says, what happens? It says, the Torah for this guy will come to a portion of death. Because when you're learning, you have to understand something. We're learning for one reason, one purpose only. What's that purpose? The purpose is to know Yediyat Hashem, to know the Torah Kedoshah. The Hazonish said, a person that knows Torah, a person that's Tamil Chacham in this world, he's an angel in a body. That's what the Hazonish said. He's an angel. Just know if you see a Tamil Racham, you see a person that knows Torah, just know he's an angel walking amongst men. That's what the Azunish said. Yes. He's an angel walking amongst men. That's what it is. You think, oh, this is the Tamil Racham. He knows his stuff. He knows his learning. He has given the Torah. He works out for the Torah. He's an angel in what? But what sense? A person has to understand. What's the reason why we're learning? We're learning for one thing. One reason only. Because Hashem told us to learn. That's the highest level. Now, if you want to learn for Ganadin, that's also a high level. If you want to learn to get Barakani life, that's also a high level. All these things are high levels. The only one level that the Tosafot says over here that you're not allowed, if you're doing like this Kofir did, like this nutcase, where he's learning, why? So he can knock out the other person. That already, that's already nutcase. That's already Majnun. But otherwise, just know when you're learning Torah, you get long life. You get long life. Not only that, you're creating, you're creating a being. Now I'd like to share with you a story. And this story is documented in the En Yaakov. In the beginning of the En Yaakov, this story is recorded. You can listen to it. It's an amazing, amazing story. And listen to what he says. There was one time, it's in any Yaakov Hagiga, Gemara Hagiga. So what happened was, there was a fellow, and uh, he passed away. What happens? What happened was like this. A lady comes running, and she says, Please, come! I need you to eulogize, uh, I need you to bury this... What? Who is this lady? Please, just don't ask me questions right now. Please. They open up the house. They see there's a dead man over there. They go ahead and they, and they go stop burying the, the guy. They bury him. And she says, wait, I want you to eulogize him. And all of a sudden, the guy's like, but we don't know. You eulogize him. He was a tzaddik. And the guy's like, oh yeah, we're, we're eulogizing this guy. He was a tzaddik. He was Finally, after that, she says, who's going to say Kaddish for him? And she appointed somebody. You say Kaddish for him for the whole year. Yes, yes. And back and forth. They didn't know what's going on. Who's this lady? And she, they, they wouldn't leave her alone. Are you going to do this? And are you going to do that for me? Finally, before, before like they were leaving, they asked her, by the way, we didn't get your name. What's your name? So, oh, my name? My name is Chagiga. And then they, you know, they kept on walking. They looked behind them. They see this lady vanished. They don't even know where she was. Like she disappeared. Now they, 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 their minds going crazy. Like what's going on over here? They open up the, they open up the guy's door. The guy who passed away his door. And they're looking at the bookshelf, see what he has, what's going on, seeing around what he has. He says on his bookshelf, he had one thing only. What was that? The only thing that he owned was the Gemara Chagiga. That's the only thing he known, he owned. 
Because you have to know, you have to know something. It says, it's brought down, that if you, if, if you realize many years ago, many, many years ago, it was, um, um, there wasn't print. Print was very, very hard to get. Nowadays, Baruch Hashem, we're living in a time where, where everything is printed. You can get shots like that. You go to the store for $10, you can buy a Gemara. It's the most amazing thing. But back in the day, they didn't have that. And this man, the only thing that he had, the only sefer that he had, the only Gemara that he had was Haiga. And because he learned it so many times, he created an angel. He created an angel, Hagiga, that she went ahead and she defended him. Because when you're learning Torah, you're creating angels that are going to defend you in any situation that you're in. The angels will come down and will defend you. That's facts, what I'm telling you. Guaranteed, that's what happens. And not only that, there's a very famous question that I love, love speaking about. And I say this question and you can use it on every single siyum. Ready for the question? Very simple. And I love it. This is amazing. This is Rav Shimshim Pincus. He brings it down. Question is like this. Question is, boys, you listening? Listen good. It says like this. It says that if if you have during the nine days, you ever hear the nine days? Everybody knows from Ashkodesh till till Tishabab, You're not allowed to eat meat. But during the nine days, if you finished a siyuma, you were allowed to eat meat, yes or no? You're allowed to eat meat. Imagine you have a person, he's finishing the smallest mesechet in the whole shas. How much is that? Let's say medium. Let's say he's finishing uh, makot. Or mesechet, uh, let's say mesechet ta'anit. 31 pages. 31 pages. You have Babatra, the longest Mesechid in Shas, over 170 pages, 176 pages. So Tani, the guy finished, what, 31 pages. And now he's going ahead and he's inviting everybody to Siyum and they're having a whole barbecue and they're having, a, you know, a ribs, they're having the whole onions. Then you have another guy that's sitting in the same Siyum that he's eating the ribs. Sitting there, he's saying, wait, wait, I finished 170 pages. But he didn't finish what? 176 pages. He finished 170 pages, yeah. Could he eat meat, yes or no? No. Huh? He can't eat meat, he didn't finish. So I ask you, is it fair? The guy finishes 31 pages, he's allowed to go ahead, and not only he's allowed to eat meat, he's allowed to invite 20 people, 30 people, 100 people to see you, and everybody's allowed to eat meat. How could it be? He finished. Another one didn't finish. He finished 170 pages. What's going on over here? What's going on over here? You know what the answer is? I'll tell you. When you finish a mesechet, of course every word you create an angel. But when you finish a mesechet from cover to cover, you finally created a complete angel. So he might, he might, he might not be as big as the one as Babatra, but you completed him from head to toe. So therefore what? You completed the angel? Celebrate! Celebrate! From head to toe, you completed him! But the person who finished almost Babatra, he has six pages left. That being said, what happens is, he says, listen, you didn't complete the angel. And if you look, and that's exactly why, you're allowed to celebrate, because this person completed it. 
he completely angel. And that's why if you know one of the one of the names of the Yetzirara, there's a few names to the Yetzirara. Hua Yetzirara, Hua Satan, Hua Malach What does that mean? It says it says Mesech Bavardades. It says the Rashi over there. It says not Rashi. Was it? Was it? Uh, it says over there that uh, the Satan he the Yetzirara tries to make you do Avera. And if he makes you do avara, let me see. Go give me a batra. Give me a batra in the back. The yetzera, if he wants you to make, get, 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 uh, do do avara, he's trying to convince you. So he convinced you. Then after that, he goes and he acts like the satan. He's mastin. He says lashon about you. Then he wants to kill you because he did the avara. He's the yetzera. He plays games, plays games, plays games. So now, what's one of the names of the yetzera? It's called, I don't want to say his full name, but it's called Samich Mem. They call him the Samich Mem. Samich Mem, you spell it Samich Mem. Aleph, and what's the last letter? Lamed. Right? What does that mean? The Samich, they, they, in general, they, they, they're calling it what? The Samich Mem. Right? That's what they, that's what they call it. Samich Mem, and then it ends off Aleph Lamed. Now what is that? Oh, so the Rashi Tevot of it is, what's the Rashi Tevot of it is? Siyum Mesechet En Laasot. Just don't finish the Mesechet. Siyum Mesechet En Laasot. Don't finish the Mesechet. Why? Because he knows if you finish the Mesechet, you're creating something, and this, the creation will always defend you. Here, wherever you're going, it's always Torah, it's Protan, Torah is Magna, Umatzla. What does it mean, Torah Magna Umatzla? It protects and it saves. Not only that, it says that everybody has their own obligation towards the Torah. For example, it's brought down, Nashim B'Mayzachyan. How is a lady Zocheh Fatchiyat HaMetim? How is she Zochef Tchiyat HaMetim? How is a lady Zochef Tchiyat HaMetim? And the Gemara says, when she takes her kids to the Midrash, to the Yeshiva, and she waits for her husband to come home from, from learning, and she's Zochef. Why? There's something called Tal What's Tal There's a special do that is in Chamaim. It's a, it's a, it's a special place in heaven. And you can look up, look it up. It's in the second panic of Mesechet Chagiga. There's seven heavens over there. Vilon, Rakia, Sherakim, Zvul, Maon, Machon, Arvot. And in Arvot, there's a special dew. And over there, Hashem takes that dew, and He puts it over the kever, over the person who passed away. And it says, Vidatem ki, the Pasuk says, Vidatem ki ani Hashem, Vidatem ki Hashem, Bepetchi et kiburatchem, which means, you'll know that day that I'm God when I physically open, meaning you know, you know Hashem, of course, but you'll see Hashem when He opens up the grave. And you see Him from what? From the tal tchiyah, from the tal of what of do that he's gonna bring mechayam metim. But how do you get that do? There's only one way. The only one way that you get to do is you have to have some part of Torah. Whether you learn it, 
you support it, you sacrifice for it, but you must have some part in the Torah. Why? Because Yisrael, v'kitshaberichu, v'oraita hadu. It's all one. You know, when we pray, what do we say? We're talking to Hashem. But when we learn, Hashem is talking to us. And it's brought down in Mesechet Pirkei Avot. It says, anytime you're learning, the Shekhinah is kenegdecha. The Shekhinah is brought down, the Shekhinah is right in front of you. And I believe it was Rav Chaim Brisk. Rav Chaim Brisk or the Brisk Rav. I'm not sure exactly which one it was. But there's a famous story that happened over there. And what happened was, one time, I believe it says Rav Chaim Brisk, he was walking down in the Ben walking down, and he sees a fellow. He sees a guy, he sees one of the yeshiva guys not learning. And many years later, this yeshiva guy said that the reason why he learns constantly and he never stops to learn was because of this story of Rav Chaim Ibris that told him this story. Listen to what happened. This happened with this guy. What happened was, he was sitting down one day and Rav Chaim was walking by and he sees that this guy is, is not learning. So he tells him, Excuse me, can I ask you uh, why you're not learning? So this guy says, I'll tell you the truth, my Havruta is not here. And my Havruta is not here. You know, I'm waiting for him. He tells him, excuse me. He says, Perkavot says that when you're learning, the Shekhinah comes down and he's learning, like he's in front of you. So he told him, think about it, every time you stop learning, at that time, you're closing the Gemara, you're closing your Sefer, you're closing that, that. Shekhinah is right there always when you're learning. So what if your Havruta is not there? The Shekhinah is there. Hashem is with you when you're learning. And he said, because of that, he gave him so much Chizuk. He says, every time I'm so scared to close my Sefer. Why? Because the Shekhinah is right in front of me. Of course the Shekhinah is with you all the time. But it's a different level of Shekhinah. When you're learning Torah, the Shekhinah comes in different levels right in front of you. That's what happens every single time you learn. Just know the Shekhinah is right there. And not only that, there's halachot. There's halachot. You can't have a, a, a dirty diaper in front of it. You can't have a smell. Why can't you? You say to yourself, there's so many halachot about it. What's the big deal? You can't have an edva. Let's say if a picture of a lady that, let's say for example, uh, a person's in his house, and let's say for example they have a picture, a picture frame, and they have one of, let's say one of the relatives is, uh, is not, you know, the, the, the arm is showing, the, it's not, oh, it's not so simple to go say, uh, 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 learning. Well, why not? Why not? Because the Shekhinah is there more than ever. When you're sitting down and you're learning, the Shekhinah is there right in front of you. And that's what you have to understand what's going on. When you're sitting down and you're learning the Torah, Kedushah, you have to understand the Shekhinah is coming down literally and sitting right next to you and hearing what you have to say. And when you know that, you take it seriously. I'll never forget the first time I walked into Yeshiva. I went to Yeshivas. But the first time I walked into Yeshiva, that shocked me, then my heart fell. Until today, it's, it's, it, it's, it'll never be the same because of this story. When I walked in, I saw an older fellow, a few years older than me. And, uh, and I saw he was learning, and his shoes were off. He was learning without shoes. I was young. A young boy. And this guy was about three years older than me. 
And I walk over to the guy and I said, excuse me, you're allowed to... And I, I, was, like, I, was, I was like a Tamim guy, you know. I was like, you're allowed to learn with your shoes off? I think you should put your shoes back on. You're learning Hashem's Torah. How, how, do, you, how, do, you, how do you have no shoes on? So his reaction just left. Huh. And he ignored what I had to say and he kept on learning. But that took a hit because it devalued. Okay, I can learn. But at the end of the day, I was going through a Gemara. And pass me, go make it laugh, please. Pass me quickly. You have a Megillah over there? I'd like to read to you what it said over there. You have it or no? Megillah. Kadash, what? You have it? Alright. So it says over there, it says that there was a weakness that came down to the world. It says the kavod of the Torah is never the same ever again. What was the kavod of the Torah? Should I tell you how, should I tell you how they used to learn? Oh, how did you know that? You learn Megillah, which perek is it in? Which which daf? Which perek? You know which perek? You know which daf? Here. 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 I'd like to read it to you. Look it up yourselves. Eight lines from the bottom of the page. Right? The rabbis teach us. Miyamot Moshe Vadam Bangam Liel from the time of Moshe all the way to the Bangam Liel. Lohayule Medim Torahela. How? Meumad. The way they used to learn Torah from Moshe Rabbein until the time of Rabban Gamliel was you stand up. You, are you learning right now? Imagine you have a general right now in front of you. Imagine the president of the U.S. Maybe not you. Imagine you have a king. He walks in. What are you going to do? Tell me, what are you going to do when he walks in? Stand up. Stand up. Are you going to stay, remain standing? You're going to remain standing. It's the king over here. What are you going to do? Sit down? You're going to sit down? The king is talking to you. Stand up when I talk to you. Even in the army. When the general comes up and the head manager comes up and he's speaking to the general, speaking to the soldier, excuse me! Sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You guys stand up. Not America. But you know what I'm talking about. They stand up, they, 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 they go crazy. Stand up. And, he, and you see the guy, the soldier, speaking to the general like this. Yes, sir, like that. And you see him standing like this. He's saying like this. Yeah, like this. He's standing there for like, you ever see a Buckingham Palace? You ever go over there? And you ever see those guys? He has to stand up a, a stiff straight like this. And he can't move like that. And you always have those guys trying to make him move. And they put the feather. They do this. They do that. They do all the, all the, all the things. And he's standing up like this. The Jewish guy made them laugh. The Jewish guy made them laugh. But you, you get what I'm saying? They're like this. They stand like this. They're all serious as that. What is that for? That is for the honor, kavod, for the queen. What is it saying over here? From when Moshe Rabbeinu got the Torah to the Bangam How did they learn Torah? The Gemara says, they only learned standing up. There was no such thing as sitting down. What are you sketching me? You learned Torah. How can you sit down? Tell me, how can you sit down? How? Tell me, how? How? Hashem's Torah, you gonna sit down? So it says over here, Tell me, Banan, They only stood up when they learned. 
But the time the Bangliel died, Yarat Olam, a sickness came to the world, that's what it says, when a Bangliel died, Batel Kavut Torah, the honor of the Torah, went down. Because what you're learning, you have to know what you're doing. What you're learning, you have to believe and know that the Shekhinah is right in front of you. And how do you learn when the Shekhinah is right in front of you? Well, respect and honor. And really the right way is to learn is, really the right way is to learn standing up. That's the truth. All the time. However, nowadays, we don't have that. We got sickness came to the world, and people... As long as they're learning, we're happy. Whichever way they're learning, we're very happy. They're learning in the bed before they go to sleep. They're learning with the pajamas. Very good, we're very happy. We are very, very happy. Because unfortunately, the, 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 the kavod of Torah got diminished. There's a sickness that came, but we're very, very happy. But you have to understand though, at least, fine. Learn however you want to learn. Learn however you want to learn. We're not going to tell you how to learn now. Because we understand there's a sickness that came to the world. We're, we're, we're just happy that you're learning. And therefore we don't care if you're wearing sweatpants. And we don't care if you come in with a hoodie. We don't care if you learn. Uh, we don't care. But one thing you have to know. When you're learning, you have to know what you're doing. And what are you doing? What are you doing? You are holding up the world. On three things the world stands on. What's the first thing it says? Torah! That's what you're holding up the world. You are holding up the world. You have to know that. The people who are learning, whatever, whenever you're learning, you're a multi-millionaire. There was a story about Rabbi Yudha Zev Segal. Anybody hear Rabbi He was the Manchester Rosh Hashiva. His name was Rabbi Yudha Zev Segal. One time he had a fundraiser. A big fundraiser. A big, big fundraiser. And uh, he was getting late to this fundraiser. As he was getting late to the fundraiser, so um, so there was a, a few yeshiva guys. They found out that the Rosh Yeshiva is in a car. It was, I guess, tinted windows. Nobody knew. Oh! They got excited. They went to the car and they knocked on the window. And who opened up? The driver. And the driver tells these yeshiva guys, you guys got to go. You guys got to go. We're in a rush. And he pulls away. As he's pulling away a little little bit, the yeshiva asks the driver, who was knocking on the window? Oh, it's just a few yeshiva guys. Stop the car! Stop the car! He tells him, stop the car! The car. Stop the car. Stop the car. She said, stop the car. Stop the car. Stop the car. Stop the car. They open up the window. He opens up the window. The yeshiva opens up the window. And he goes like this with his, uh, with his hand. He goes like this with his hand. Meaning, he tells the yeshiva guys to come back. And now they all come back. All the yeshiva guys come back. And they're like, Oh, thank you, yeshiva. Thank you, thank you. They're kissing the rabbi's hand. They're giving bracha. There's that. And it took them about five to ten minutes to give the brachot, to speak to the yeshiva guys. After everything was said and done, they, uh, 
he rolls the window and he's going. And um, now the driver looks back to Rosh and says, My dear Rosh you know, we're going to a fundraiser, we're about to meet a few millionaires, and now we're late to meet them. He says, Millionaires! The guys who are learning Torah, those are the millionaires! That's what he said. You have to know who's the millionaire. If you're a person who learns Torah, it doesn't, if you're a person who learns Torah, you should know you're a multi-zillionaire. The more you learn, the more reward you're gonna get. That's facts. The more you learn, the more reward you're gonna get. Everybody wants front row. Everybody wants to, to be the top, to be this, that. Yeah, okay, no problem. You can do it. But let's see how much you're gonna go and sacrifice for the dream of being to Damil Hakam. It says, by the way, it says that there's three crowns. Everybody knows, Keter Keuna, Keter Machut, and Keter Torah. Keter Keuna you can't do anything about. Because Keter Keuna means that you, you're the crown of, of a Kohen. The only way you're a Kohen is if your father's a Kohen, your grandfather's a Kohen, your great-grandfather's a Kohen. Otherwise, you will never be a Kohen. You can never be a Kohen if, you're not, if your father wasn't a Kohen. You know, it never happened. It'll never happen. So that crown of keuna, you're born with. Same thing. Keter what? Keter malchut. What's keter malchut? Keter malchut is what? The crown of what? Of kingship. Who is, who is the lineage of kings? Shevet Yehuda. You have to come from what? Lineage of David and Melech, right? Shaul, David is all, David was from, right? You have to have that Yehuda. Not only that, there's a, there's a prayer that the Kohen Gadol says every Yom Kippur. In that prayer, it says, Hashem, please make sure that the kingdom doesn't veer off from Shevet Yehuda. It's on the bottom of Kavdal Ramud Bet Mesechet Go look it up. The Kohen Gadol prays that Hashem please make sure on Yom Kippur. He's praying, make sure the lineage don't, doesn't leave from Yehuda. In the outside, Bet Chitzon. It says Bet Chitzon, right out. But what's going on over here? That you have to be from Yehuda. Then you have the Kedemachut. But what's the only Kete, the only crown that you could actually develop and get? Which one? Torah is the only one that you can develop. And that's the greatest out of all the Ketarim. Ah, it says Ketar Shem Tov is the greatest. A crown of a good name is the greatest. The only way you can get a crown of a good name is if you have Torah as well with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might be nice, you might be this, that. You have to have the Ketar Torah with it. That's what's going to make you get a great name. But what is it? Ketar Torah. Ketar Torah. You could have the keter of the Torah, but what? But one thing, you got to work hard to get it. You got to come again, review it again, learn the Torah again, learn the Gemara again, review what you're learning, what's the Allah again, let me see it again, and again, and know it, and, 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 and it's going to be hard, and I finally got it, and it's going to be hard again, but I got it again. And you have to work hard for Torah. But, one thing is guaranteed, that the schar that you'll get in this world and in the next, no, no prophet can fathom. It's a Gemara in Mesech Berachot. 
And the Gemara says, let me tell you what it says. It says that it happens to be the Nevi'im were having Nevi'ah. The Nevi'im, the prophets were having prophecy on the reward of certain people. And they said, this person helps out Tamil Chacham in his business. Wow! What of Olam Abba, what a God and he's having. And this person, he took his daughter and he couldn't, he gave, couldn't give his daughter to any person in the world. And he said, my daughter is marrying a Tamil Chacham. He's, my daughter is going to be the wife of someone who's going to help him learn Torah. Wow! They said that the Nevoah was, whoa, we can't. But finally one, it says about one person. Well, the prophets were having prophecy and they couldn't prophesize on the reward. They couldn't happen because it was too much for them to prophesize. And what was that? That was the Tamil Chacham. It says the Tamil Chacham, Ayin Lorata, the eye can see. His ulama ba after 120 is so great, it's impossible for a Navi to see his ulama ba. I ask you, is it not worth it to go and dedicate yourself to learn? Whether it be an hour a day, two hours a day, four hours a day, eight hours a day, twelve hours a day, as much as you can, is it not worth it? Of course it's worth it. So you say to yourself, but Rabbi, I can only come once a week. I can only come this, I can only come that. I'm working all day. I want to tell you something. If you care about something so much, you'll do whatever it takes to get it. Torah lo bashamayimi. From there, you know what they say? You know what the derush is? Torah is not in shamayim. You know what the derush is? And if it would be in shamayim, you know what happened? You know, you know, you know, I believe it's the Rashi that says, you know what, you know what Rashi says? You have to go get it. You'll go get it. And everybody asks the question, how can I get it? It's in Shemaim. How can I get it? How can I get it? It's in Shemaim. You'll figure it out. If something's important to you, you will figure it out. Just make it work. You will figure it out. Is this on good? This is the camera? Double check? Huh? Is it recording? Okay. Sometimes we're, sometimes we're talking strong like this, all of a sudden he said, I stops the thing, I don't know, for some reason, I'm not even joking. Because he knows we're talking the truth. He knows we're talking the truth. If you really care about something, you'll figure it out. How to get it. How to get it. Make it done. And that's what it is. You'll make time. If you believe Torah is important in your life, you will make time for it. You'll figure out how you're going to learn more. If it was so important to you, you'll be able to know it inside and out. You know how I know that? I was at an eye doctor. I didn't go to the eye doctor. And one of the things, about five to six years I didn't go. I came in six years later. The eye doctor tells me, your eyesight is this, then this, and this. And they looked at the chart. I told the nurse, after he left, just nurse, to double check that chart if he's right. Check the chart. Exactly right. Doc comes back in. I said, Doc, how'd you know my eyesight? He tells me, this is my business. I know my business. If Torah is really your business, you'll know Torah too. Boys, you hear what I'm saying, boys? You hear what I'm saying tonight here? You hear what I'm saying over here? Saying Torah is our life! I'll never forget, this is an amazing story. Listen to this. I hope you get it. I really hope you get it. 
the story with the Rabbah Ber Leibowitz. They're all sitting down, Rabbanim, all rabbis, sitting down. And as they're sitting down, one of the rabbis say, Torah is like oxygen. Without oxygen, you can't breathe. If you can't breathe, you're dead. Torah is like oxygen. You need oxygen to, to breathe. If you can't breathe, you're dead. Rabbah Ber slams the table. No! No! Turns all red. No! Holy, relax. What's going on? He said, you got it all wrong, he says. That's what he mean. He says, when you're breathing oxygen, you're able to live, right? So you're saying Torah is giving you the ability to live. Wrong. Torah is life itself. Torah. Torah is life. It's not like, oh yeah, I need Torah to live. No. Torah is li- is your life. It says, Im You learn so much Torah. I ask any question, you know the whole thing. Ah, I'm so great, I'm so this, I'm so that. Nope. Don't do that. Why not? Because you're born to learn. What are you born for? If somebody asks you, what are you born for? To play ball? What are you born for? Tell me about to play ball? What, what are you born? Tell me what are you born for? Tell me what you're born for. To make money. No, to make money. What, what are you born for? Tell me. You know what you're born for? You don't know what you're born for. You still don't know? How old are you now? You still don't know what you're born for? You're born to learn Torah. But you have to understand what Torah does for you. Because when you learn Torah, your whole life is a different life. Your whole life changes. Your whole life understanding. You understand where, where, where you start learning more, your life changes. You respect your wife more. A lady tells me, no, I want my husband... You're not understanding. If he learns more, he'll respect you more. He'll understand more to respect me. At least that, that's what that's what we're supposed to do. That's what he's supposed to do. Your my Shabbat, by the way, is a whole different Shabbat than 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 anything I've ever had in my life. Why? Because the more I learn about Shabbat, the more I learn, the more I see how important it is to up your game in Onik Shabbat. How it's so important how you have to give the honor to respect Shabbat. How? Because I learned so much about it that you realize, whoa, Shabbat's the next level. I want to conclude one last thing. I want to tell you a story, really, about the Chabina Rub. And I'm going to, we started with long life, we're going to end with long life. Chabina Rub was getting older. This is brought down. In Shlomo Loren Sefid. It's in their shadow. You could buy it. I recommend it. In their shadow, there's three volumes of it. Chabina Rub. This is where it's written down. And this, this, is, they, they translate from Hebrew to English, this book. It's all stories about Abarim. Chabina Rub happens to be one time, Chaim Shmulevitz asked him, many other rabbis, they were having uh, Asifat Rabbanim, which means all the rabbis were coming in and uh, to get together to figure out a certain uh, situation, to figure out a certain... Okay, they're all sitting down. Fine. So everybody got a personal invitation. All the rabbis. Maybe let's say 30 rabbis. Every one of those rabbis got a personal invitation where every rabbi has to be there. And they had to confirm with the rabbi, whoever who was in charge, they had to confirm that they're coming. So imagine now they go to you, Rabbi so-and-so. 
uh, you're coming to the meeting with all the rabbis, you have to confirm yes or no. If you would say no, you're not coming, the next day, maybe seven of those rabbis will come to your house and convince you you got to come. And you'd be convinced. Okay, you're coming. True story. Look it up at Shemini Rab. There was only one rabbi that nobody could convince. Shemini Rab. They couldn't convince him. They sent every rabbi. Go, go, tell me he has to be at the meeting. Go, tell me he has to be at the meeting. Go, tell me he has to be at the meeting. It's a wild thing. He doesn't want to come. He doesn't want to come. They don't understand why. And listen what happened. You won't even believe me. You look it up yourself. Chabina Rav, until Rav Chaim Shmulevitz came himself to his house and knocked on the door. Why are you not coming to the meeting? I don't understand. Says, Look, I don't want to share this with nobody. Here's this introduction. I don't want to share this with nobody. You came to my house itself, specifically I'll tell you. He said, as you know, Chavina Rav was getting older. And he said, they one time they took him, they had, as an old age, they had to take him to the hospital. They took him to the hospital, and the hospital told him that it's a very hard chance to stay alive. So what did he do? He said, let the doctors go out. He went to the corner, right by the wall, and he prayed. And he said, Hashem, Hashem. This time it looks like it's up. But if you give me more life, I give you my full commitment that I won't do anything else. Meaning to say anything besides strictly learning Torah. If you give me more life, I'll dedicate my entire life to learning. Just give me more life. And I told Levitz, me coming to that meeting, I'm going to break my deal with Hashem. I know it's a lot of rabbis. I made an end with Hashem, and that's what I'm keeping to. And it said that he lived because of that neder. Listen to this. You know, Chizkiah HaMelech, he was supposed to die. He lived an extra 15 years. For whatever reason, and whatever it is, because of Torah. Shebin Rav, it says exactly 15 years from the time he got out of the hospital, he lived exactly 15 more years. And I look it up in the book. But he lived 15 years. And you know what was the skut? The skut that he said he was dedicating himself to learn Torah. Yeah. You know what it says in Shemitah Yibah? I have a guy in the shul over here. He's a guy in the shul. You probably know him. You probably know him. You probably know him. I'm talking about him. But I'm not ashamed to talk about him. And I'm going to talk about him. And you're going to know who it is. Listen to this. And you'll ask him later what I'm telling you. And he'll listen to it. And I'm happy if he'll listen to it. The guy, he... He... Two years ago, he decided, young guy, he has kids, supporting a family. We were learning, there's a Rambam at the end of Shemitah Yovel. And it says... At the end of Shemitah Yovel, it says that Hashem will protect you, right? That you'll be, if you want to sit and learn Torah, your Parnassah, Hashem will give you Parnassah. You have nothing to worry about in the world. 
If you, at the end of Rambam, Rambam, Malachot Rambam, at the end of Shmiyah it says, that if you really want to learn Torah, and you're going to learn, guaranteed you'll have enough to live. Now I'm not saying you're going to drive a Range Rover. I'm not saying you're going to wear a Rolex. I'm not saying you're going to have a crazy house. But what I am saying, Shmitav Yovel, what the Rambam's promising is, you'll have what to live. You'll have what to live. Don't worry about anything. You'll have food to eat. You'll have a, you have a roof over your head. You'll have this, you'll have any, you'll have clothing. You'll have how to live. So this fellow took it very seriously. And he asked me, he advised, he, he advised with me, Rabbi, what do you think? And I told him, if you really believe 100% with no gains, so he tried a little bit, three hours in the morning. Then two years later, he tried three hours in the afternoon. Two years later, three hours at night. He's learning maybe 10 hours a day. And anybody in the shul could go over to him and say, are you nervous where the next dollar is coming from? He laughs at them. Again, this is a very high level of emunah. If you want after Malkiel, I'll give you his number. Call him up. I'm not joking. Call him up. Mark my words. I Say, I, I'm going to give you his number now. <laughs> I don't know if he wants me to give it to everybody, but I'm uh, Malkia, I'm going to give you his number. You're going to call him? Yeah. Okay. I'm forwarding it to you now. You're going to call him, and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna tell him, listen, do you have any worry about Panasa whatsoever? After you hear what he has to say, You'll be like, now I understand why Rabbi Palachi sent him out to the Kolil. Because he's, his emunah is so, so strong with it. And you know what he tells me? Here. Like here. Here. If I'm satisfied with his answer, a question I give it, I'm moving to consulting. I live in Mount, but I leave my job. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm going to give you his number. I'm going to give you his number. All right. Alright, fine, I'll give you his number after it's not sending. I'll send I'll send him right after. Right after you're gonna get it. But what am I trying to say? You go ask him. How do you live? He tells me, he says it's miracles. It's miracles. He says, what do you mean? He says, I have not one worry in the world. Again. This is, you have to do Shalud, yes. But he is such on a high level where he's such on the next level where I you, you, you go to him, working men are going to him and asking him advice. How do you have such a munamitachon? You know that? Working men. I know that for a fact because a working guy came to my house yesterday for a meeting and asked me about a certain business deal. This, that, 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 that. And he tells me, oh, by the way, I went to so-and-so before I came to you and I just, he put me into pieces into shame because his emunah is so great. Yes, you ask your rabbi, you ask, uh, you advise the people, you don't just go ahead and jump. But if your rabbi says yes, and you have the whole situation under control, and you have that in Munan Bidachon, Rambam says, again, I would, I would tell you, advise before you just do the leap. You know the Al-Sheikh HaKadosh? The Al-Sheikh once said this to his Talmidim. And he said, this whole thing I'm telling you, and a guy, a working guy, was walking by the knees, was working by the shul. And one day, you know what he did this guy one day? One day he came back and he said to his wife, Honey, I'm not going to work anymore. I'm sitting down to learn. I'm doing the Tehilim. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. 
Again, I'm not advising, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm saying a true story that happened without Sheikh. I'm not telling you to do it. People think they're, 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 they're the level of the, of the, the people that like, 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 like the Sheikh. Listen what happened. Maybe you are. I'm not saying you're not. But it's gotta be a high level. It's a very high level. And what happened was, this guy sat and he sat and he was in his house learning, learning. He says, no, I'm not leaving. I don't care. This, that. And he had to sell his this. He had to sell his watch. His bottom line is, one day he was on his last straw, Parnassah. And what happened was, there was a, uh, there was a donkey, something happened like that, they sold it. And the story goes, where on this donkey that was sold, um, there was basically a box of, of a treasure, of jewels, and they tried finding the owner, meaning that I bought, let's say I bought it, I bought the donkey, I didn't buy the box of treasure and the jewels. What happened was, the, 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 the owner of the jewels, he had a heart attack and he died. And this guy was Yoresh, all that diamonds. And the next day, he came in the next few days, the story was going around and everybody knew. So all the students asked Al Sheikh, what happened over here? He says, he really, he, he believed it. This is what it is, what it is. That's it. It went to the next level. But Rabotai, it says a promise. Call a mekabela love. Old Torah. By the way, after the shiur, we're going to call him on speaker. For everybody. I'm not joking. Because that's how, um, right after we pray our beat, we'll, we'll call him on speaker. Okay, I'm going to call him. It says, Call a mekabela love. All to, again, not, like he's saying he salute. So yeah, if a person feels he has to, he has to salute, yes. But people are, are saying to themselves, no, I'm jumping into it. You have to understand, ask your rabbi, advise with people, see what's going on, and they'll guide you. Some people hear, some people, some people be excuse, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, I'm going to go learn it. Meanwhile, he doesn't, understand? Advise with your rabbi. But, yeah, yeah, some of them, yes, but I'm not saying yes, I'm not saying that, I'm saying, Advise with your rabbi. That's what I'm saying. But I'm telling you a fact that it says, "Call on mekabel alav all Torah." Anybody that accepts it upon himself, all Torah. If you really accept the rights of all Torah, ma'avina alav all the all 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 malchut. Which means, if you really accept the Torah, you should know all your all your problems. Like what's going on? Everything disappeared. Like what happened? So Rabbi remember these lessons. We said a lot of lessons tonight. A lot of lessons tonight. You want to go back, review it. Put it on a speed mode, number two, when you review it fast, whatever it is. Send it out if you like. But this is some chizuk of, of Torah learning. You have to know when you're learning Torah, Hashem is, is, is in front of you. You have to know, unfortunately, the kavod of Torah got lost. We should stand up and we should learn Torah. Now we don't do that. Okay, I understand, just learn. But just know Hashem's in front of you when you're learning Torah. Have at least that recognition that He's learning in front of you. You're learning in front of Hashem is learning in front of you. Have the fact, just know you're holding up the world. You're holding up the world. It's like a fuel, like give you a call. Have in mind it's our life. Have in mind it's our life. This is what we're born. We're born to shtag. We're born to grow in the Torah. Mezaz Hashem the highest levels of the learning of the Torah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.